Lifelanes, everybody. The Brotherly Podcast, where we explore incredible stories from people of all walks of life. We're your hosts, Dom and Justin Mazza, two brothers interviewing some really interesting people. On today's show, our guest is none other than the famous Patrick McGovern. Pat McGovern is one of my closest friends back from childhood. We went through uh, St. Aidan's school system together, went through Chaminade High School together. Um, we continue to remain really good friends to this day. We talk about a couple different topics on the podcast. Um, firstly, we get into what it's like to be a new father. Pat has a five-month-old baby, so we get to chat about that, which is really great. We also then explore some of his career choices, such as being an engineer, kind of break down what a civil engineer does and the various types of projects. It's a really good breakdown of civil versus mechanical engineering. And then lastly, we get into what it's like to plan a wedding. We talk about some of the highlights of his wedding, including uh, a very special ceramic mac and cheese that you'll hear me go goo goo gaga about. Um, you know, Justin is also planning a wedding, so they kind of exchange a couple different tips and tricks of that. Um, it's really a great podcast. Hope you guys like it. Uh, yeah, so enjoy. All right. Well, welcome back to Lifelines, everyone. Um, we we have a little cocktail. <laughs> I muted myself. I muted myself. <laughs> we heard that. Oh, that's a great way to start. Right, we're doing topic. a little cocktail of the week. Justin, why don't you tell everybody what you're sipping on right now? I have like a version of a bee's knees, which is really simple. Uh, simple syrup, liquor of choice, and lemon. So I don't know why. I went with like vodka with a splash of Aperol. So. Not really like a real that, thing, but... Is that true? Like, you can just put whatever liquor you want in a bee's knees? Yeah. Why not? Hmm. Dean? I'll pull it up. We, we have Dean to pull that up. What do you got going Dean, on? Dean, can, can you look up what's a bee's knees, please? Uh, in the meantime, I'll... This is I don't really have a cocktail. I just have a screwball, which is peanut butter whiskey for all those that don't know it. Um, it's pretty delicious. It has Weird. my my name on it. I think Justin, you got. I think I got you that. Yeah, I'm a big uh, last name anagram guy. Yeah. All right. I think it says gin. Bees knees. I see. I see gin. Yeah. That's fine. I'm sure you could put like whiskey in it and it becomes yeah some tastes great as well. Didn't we talk about this time about a screwball um, eggnog would be a great flavor, like a great collaboration. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that reminds me. I played this game last night with some friends that I'm going to bring on later. Justin, do me a favor. Uh, towards the end of this, you know, remind me game last night, okay? Game last night. Okay. That's all you need to do. Um, I think this is a good time to bring on our guest, Pat McGovern. Say hi to everybody, Pat. Hello, hello. Happy to see you. Yeah, yeah. And we brought Pat on early because he is also sipping on a drink. Why don't you show everybody what you're doing? Yeah, um be lying to myself if I had a cocktail. I'm basically purely a beer guy. I have a Hallertair Hoppin' Curve. It's from a uh, Costco advent calendar. Those are the best. Which, yeah, we just bought it about a week ago, and we broke into it earlier because, like, what are you going to do with just a giant box? So Hops walk through that, Pat. Like, what what is the advent calendar for all those who don't know? Yeah, so it's advent calendar it's got like 28 beers in it in a box you're supposed to drink one a day pull it out enjoy it what yeah it's a yeah, great price cool. isn't it like 50 bucks or something it was a good deal and they're all like imported like craft german beers um that sounds awesome 
Yeah, we just went for it, got it. And then I was like, I can't wait till Advent because I don't feel like going to buy more beer. So we just broke into it. And they all get it like, with chocolates. They do yeah, want right. a wine too, I think, oh, right? So. Like little wine bottles, I think. Props to anyone that can go through the entire Advent without breaking into their Advent calendar. I think that shows that great discipline. Real self-control. Yeah. Wait, is that what, what what you're supposed to do? You're not supposed to do it until right. It's supposed to be like one a day, it's like a little treat. Yeah, like the anticipation. Uh, but naturally, we're just, like what, what, did, what did you think the intent of uh, each day had its treat was for? I thought like you're supposed to give up something for Advent, or is that well, Lent? <laughs> Lent. Okay. Twelve years of Catholic school. Catholic everybody. school yeah, <laughs> did nothing. <laughs> My bad. That's all right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, cool. let's just get into it. So, you know, Pat is one of my best friends from home. We grew up together, uh, went through the state and school system together, went through high school together, and we continue to be really good friends to this day. Um, you know, we have a couple of things we're going to chat about. One of them is, you know, I'm a little upset that Pat did not bring a very special guest on, but they had to put him to bed. Uh, for all you that don't know, Pat, he is a new father. He's the first father of our friend group, which is kind of fucking crazy that we're transitioning into that state of our lives. Pat, why don't you tell everybody what it's like to be a brand new father? Yeah, well, for starters, I think if there were betting odds on who's going to be the first dad in our group, I don't know if I would have landed number one. But um, <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome with one word like i i can't describe what it's like fully but it's just like an experience unlike any other you know it's like a mm-hmm. ups and downs obviously it comes with some challenges but like i love being a dad and we got lucky he's a pretty great kid he's not here obviously because it's seven o'clock and he's asleep but he can probably hear me he's in the door just directly behind us mm-hmm. which was exciting so Pat, your your son is how old is he now? He's five months as of about a week ago. So five months. So yeah, and I met him. He's he's pretty pretty cute kid. You know, I'm not super goo goo gaga for babies, and we chatted about this. Where I don't yeah. really like to hold babies because it's just a lot of responsibility on that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, right? The and I mean, they're not yeah, they're not really doing much, right? So they're just kind of holding them for no reason. It's it's yeah. twenty pounds. It's like a twenty pound rock that you have to hold for no reason at all. Right. It's it's it seems like it's like a competition of who can hold the baby the longest without them freaking out. And then once they do freak out, you just pass them back to the parents, which is the good part. Yeah. We went to the zoo last night, and I live in Chicago. For anyone that doesn't know, um, Lincoln Park Zoo has like a free light show. And we went there, we went with my cousin Pete who moved to Chicago and his wife and the four of us just like, he didn't want to sit in the stroller at all. So we were just like, pass again for like, until your arms got tired. <laughs> just like a 20 pound piece of sack of potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you have to hold them in very specific ways. You know, you can't just like throw them over your shoulder, like an yeah. actual sack. He's got the neck thing down these days, which is good. So it's not like. It's one less thing you have to worry about, but it's still like he's got. You have the little thing that you put him in, like on your stomach, and you like you strap him to it. 
Yeah, the hangover front pouch. Yeah. The sack, whatever. Yeah, yeah I got it. That's kind of a must. I, I think those are so funny. You're like an actual kangaroo or something. Just like holding. Once you get over it. like the hump of like, this is kind of embarrassing to wear. It's, it's very convenient for like walking around town. Because it just like puts it really all the weight is. on your back. Yeah. Yeah, and you have hands-free, you know? It's like the invention of Bluetooth, you know? Just hands-free, Precisely. you can do whatever you want. Yeah, I think you um, look pretty cool, too. Everyone's like, damn, that guy's holding a baby right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you have a baby, that means you can get shit done. You know, at least I, I hope so. But, um, yeah, that's great. You know, uh, and we chatted about this, but um, what do you think has been the most uh, difficult part of having a child? Or the thing that you weren't expecting that was just like, whoa, I didn't realize that was a thing. Yeah, it's not like the big things you'd imagine are the hard part, like changing diapers, you know, like mm-hmm. feeding the baby. It's like the fact that you, I guess the fact that it's a 24-7 job, you know, you like always have to do it no matter what. Even if yeah. you have someone there helping you, at the end of the yeah. day, it's like, you're still on the clock if something goes wrong, you know, like we're out to dinner, there's a babysitter here, something goes wrong. We still got to be ready to like do it. Right, right, right. And, um, you know, you have a dog as well. Do you feel like owning a dog prior to having a baby was like a good step stepping stone? Yes, for two reasons. One, I think like taught you some responsibility, right? Like kind of the obvious thing you get used to like, getting in a daily schedule with your partner, like figuring out how, who's going to do what, like task orientation. That's a little more unexpected than things you can plan for, which is kind of like a baby. But then the other one being, what was I about to say? The other one being, I said that one. What was I just thinking? I just had a train of thought. It's gone. That's right. Choo-choo. Train left the station. Yeah. No, this is going to kill me now. Pepper sucks she doesn't suck but pepper is my dog i can go grab her if you want to see her maybe she'll run over here pepper sucks pepper is pretty cool i you know the small dog's kind of her pain in the ass but she's a cool dog yeah i mean i feel bad having a big dog in the city but for the most part she's gotten ready and then oh i know what i was gonna say i was gonna say if i got a dog after having a baby Mm -hmm. that would be impossible i could not imagine training a dog while having a baby like if you're ever planning on having a dog and a baby i would recommend the dog first (laughs) plan accordingly yeah just because like you won't really have time to like do anything with the dog properly it'll just be like a poorly trained dog not that she's a well-trained dog you know the baby definitely commands a little bit more attention than than a dog yeah i would agree um, now, Pat, you come from a pretty big family, right? How many How many siblings do you have? I'm one of four. We're, like, when you close your eyes and think of a New York Irish Catholic family, that's my family, basically. <laughs> like, with yeah, all the cousins got, and whatnot, you know. It's, it's a good Irish client. Yeah, and you have, like, 30 cousins, and I feel like yeah. every time somebody tells a story, it involves one of your cousins who I didn't realize. So you had a cousin that went to Kellenberg or that knows Dave, and... Um, does this make you want to have a big family? Yes and no. Um, I think we want not a huge family, but like 
we realized both of us come from families of siblings and like we realized the value of like having siblings in your life. It's not necessarily about like all the cousins and everything, but like I think there's some value in learning from people in your house that are closer to your age than like just your parents. If that makes sense. Right. Totally. Yeah. I mean to grow up with each other, you know, like kind of making the same mistakes, you know, going through the same stuff and you know, it's generational, right? Like my dad's high school experience is not the same as my high school experience, right? So right. it's good to have that that kind of camaraderie. Um, I could just yeah. see you having like a whole flock of Irish hooligans just running around, probably yeah. all named very Irish names like Kieran and Liam and Sean. And Kieran, Kieran is technically a British or Scottish name. Just want that on the record. But... What's the difference? Yeah, that wasn't was a fight. Even close, wasn't even close to like my first choice of names too. Not obviously, it was like figuring out a name is one of the toughest parts of having a baby for anyone. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have a girl just, name picked out? We both had like ammo for a girl name, but we knew we were going to figure out what the sex was going to be, and then when we found out, it's like almost made it harder because like. We both were fighting for our time. Like, there would have been probably some more compromise if you didn't know. Like, oh, you can take your favorite name on the boy and I'll take the girl. Mm-hmm. But since we both knew, there was, like, we both threw out our top fives. All of my top five got shot down. Same on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just kind of had to be well, specific. Well, okay. Sorry, what was, like, the weirdest top five name you had? I would say I had, like, a lot of normal little boy names you could think of. I would, Kieran was actually in my top five. And that was the only one that I would call like mildly weird name. I think we would know it just because we grew up in an area that has a lot of Irish people and Italian people. Yeah. But I think like a lot of people in the Midwest are like, Kieran, I don't, I don't know what that name is. So not that it's, it's like true. a name you haven't heard, but it's just a little out there, but it's good. Like I it. can see, I can see a Seamus McGovern too. That that would be a, a tough name. He's got to play like Shame. rugby or something. Yeah, like you might as well like Sean's a better version of Seamus. It's like a little more yeah. Americanized. Yeah. At this point, well, that's cool. Um, you know, Justin and I, we have a cousin who who has two little kids. So you know, they're in like a similar situation with young kids, but. With them, you know, they have family members all up and down Long Island, like blocks away. And for you, living in Chicago, I know you don't really have that much close family nearby. Walk us through what that's like and what kind of pitfalls that proposes. Yeah, it's it's a curse and a blessing, right? Because if you have help and people you're close with, like you're going to use it, you're going to take it. It's great to have. But the blessing side of it is like we didn't have anyone that could come help out. Like we just kind of had to like do it all, figure it all out no matter what, like at the end of the day we were responsible. And so like, I think it made us a little more hands-on than like, we didn't have a crutch. Like we kind of just had to like buckle up and like, you know, we got to do this. There's no one here to like let us sleep a night and like come over and help us out with these little things. Like we kind of just had to power through it and figure it out. Like, sure, our parents have right, come down to a couple times, helped us with the kids and stuff, but or the kid. But it's not, like, a consistent thing. <laughs> yeah, you're getting, like, a crash course of just, like, 
kind of forcing your way into like these situations that sometimes you could pass off to like, you know, your, your parents or, you know, a sibling, but you're having to go through it, which I think is going to make you a better parent in the long run though. Yeah. Right. It's like, uh, we're having a bad night. A lot of people could be like, Hey, we just want to like go out, go to the movies. Like, you know, something I haven't done since being a parent, like you don't think of like little things. I'm like, even when they're asleep, like some, your aunt, your, your dad could come over just sit on the couch, make sure the baby's awake, like, fine, we can't do that. Right, like, right. Right, we're just kind of feel like we can't just like go do anything. We're just kind of stuck here unless we pay for it. Gotta get a babysitter or like yeah. way plan it in advance with like Maggie's parents or my parents or like cousins, like someone who's willing to watch the baby. Yeah. So it's just a little more planning. Yeah, that's fine. You know, makes you more responsible, right? Yeah, a little bit. Google are you guys remote right now like working remotely no we're that's the other tricky part so we're both pretty much full-time in the office wow men's on a schedule she goes in monday wednesday friday so he's in daycare monday wednesday friday and then she's tuesday and thursday at home like working as best she can but they know that she's home with the baby so like they're not expecting her to you know, save the world or anything. And she doesn't work in like a corporate side of things. So it's a little easier for her to make that scheduling work. Yeah. But I'm a classic corporate. So I kind of five days a week. Well, that's what I, I hear a lot. I, uh, I hear a lot from my, my colleagues, uh, who have like younger kids and all let's, let's call it like four to six and the difference between pre and COVID for their kids, like just to be home or, or to say like no to travel or just a little bit, whether you're remote or not, it feels like at least employers, maybe like to your point with, with your wife is employers are a little bit more um, sensitive or aware to like, there's things going on at, at home and we just got to be a little bit more uh, flexible. Yeah. And I mean, that, that has happened where it's like, I luckily like the, Guys who work in my office have kids as well, so they kind of get it more. One just had a baby, like the head of our office had a baby maybe five months before me. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of completely gets it. Like there's reasons to work from home. And like, I, like we're on my work setup right now. I probably work one day a week consistently, sometimes more as needed. But I think that's like a life-changing thing, being able to work from home. I feel like my last, I would have had to take a day off before COVID if anything came up, but now it's like, I can leave early, pick them up, go home and then like get them all situated and anything I have to finish, I can just finish at home, which is way more common than it used to be. Which is nice. Yeah, you know, speaking of work, <laughs> yeah, good answer. Good answer. It's like the family feud, you know, I love where that good answer. <laughs> it could be like the so bad. The answer, some of them, how, yeah. how many, how many of these do you have Tyler? Do you have like a, Collection building up. Yeah, I'm building up a nice little, uh, nice little board. No, you can go. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Everyone slipped up except for Dom, I think. Uh, I have a nice little board. Um, of what? So. Like the the audio kind of. Oh, that's a good one. Can you do them more frequently? <laughs> I don't want to over. You know what? I don't want to overdo it. You know. I know. Do you have it's like about finding the balance. No, I, I'm starting to put like like specific ones for us. I'm like making a list. Me and Don were talking about that the other day, and Justin wants like a like a chinging of or what do you want, Justin? 
like the like cocktail wine glasses for cocktail of the week. Yeah. Like, yeah. Are there are there like uh, copyright things behind what you can and can't do? Sorry to change. Some of them, yeah. That's yeah. Some of them are. We're very we're very oh. careful about copyright here at the uh, the Skippers View LLC, which is why most of our artwork is uh, artificial intelligence designed by me and ChatGPT. Pulls it out of thin air. Yeah, looks incredible. You know. Yeah, what do you think of this logo? Like, honest opinion. Uh, I think it's a little busy, but it's very good. Is my honest opinion. I could do without the footprints, honestly. Okay, you could have told me that when I made it. (laughs) Perfect in every way. Is the the curve in the road by design? Is that... None of it's by design. I just said I just said the name of the podcast and told ChatGPT to make something and it, it put this out. That's true. Why is there a curve on the road? Because it looks like we get back on the same path. Maybe it's, it's like yeah. we they, take different this, paths. But yeah, you got one path, like, Dom. I have another. It's brotherly. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, see, ChatGPT ChatGPT is way ahead of you, Dom. ChatGPT just yeah. gets us. Yeah, we, we can't change it now. It's all over the merch that we've already sold, so... No, I'm I'm happy with it. I think it's it's pretty crisp. Yeah, let's let's do a night version with the moon, alternate logos. Yeah, you can yeah, change it in the right reception, Dom. Sorry, Justin, you froze. We couldn't really hear you. Yeah. Right. Uh, speaking of Skipper's View, use uh, promo code Skipper's View for twenty percent off SeatGeek. Uh, get all your sporting views out. Uh, anyway, let's go back to Pat's career. So, Pat, you talk about working from home. You know, I've known you for a long time, and I really don't know what you do. I know you're an engineer, and I know you do civil engineer. Um, can you walk us through, like, very briefly what the types of engineering are? Like, all the types or the different types of civil engineering? Oh God! I didn't realize it was it was a thing like yeah. that. Yeah, so maybe, maybe, maybe Pat like mechanical, civil, yeah. electrical. That's why I think where Dom's heads at. Chemical, biomedical. You know, like I could do that. Like biomedical, you, it's pretty obvious. You probably interact with biomedical engineers, Dom. They're uh-huh, making uh-huh. parts for hearts. Chemicals, pretty straightforward. Dealing with chemicals. Right, what about what about civil? Go go through civil with us. Civil engineering is like big stuff like tangible stuff like mechanicals like little things you know you're making parts you're putting cars together there's different parts of it civils anything that's like larger scale engineering so like think you're building a building like highways buildings tunnels bridges you name it and there's kind of like two ways you can go with a civil engineering degree right you can go what I believe Justin did at some point in his life, like the construction route, a lot of civil engineers get into like project engineer, construction management, like the implementation of the design itself or like the construction process. I'm on the design side, which is a little more like consulting based. So we're like making the plans that will eventually be constructed by a contractor to do. So that's kind of my civil engineering. And when you get That's to there, sorry to break it down even further, there's like two branches of that. You can do like public going. or private. Public or private civil engineering is kind of that. You're either like doing the, the private development, like site layouts, or you're doing like roadways, airports, things like that. And by public, that's more like government funded projects? 
Yeah, exactly. So yeah. my first job, I did a lot of aviation work. So I was in Chicago doing a lot of work for O'Hare Airport, public mm -hmm. projects, a lot different style of work. And then like they would also do like there's doing a highway reconstruct anything from a municipality like the city. If Wilson Park is building, redoing a road, that's a public job that's going to be engineered. Mm -hmm. But my now that I'm on the private side, it's more like somebody bought a land and they want to knock down the garage and like that's sitting there and turn it into a skyscraper. And we do the design for that. And does the public versus private vary from company to company, or do companies work on both sides of the, the you know, the coin? There are definitely companies who work on both sides. Obviously, there's large companies, small companies. But I think when you get, like, the smaller the size of the company that you get down, the more you tend to see one or the other, right? Like, I would say mm -hmm. our company does 95% private work with some public sprinkled in, but that's because we have like a traffic department. So they, they would work with like a municipality on like traffic control within the area. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and ha have you been at the same company this whole time or have you bounced around? No, I've had since living in Chicago, like outside of internships, I've had two jobs. I have been here for about a year and a half. And kind of, like I said, I was on the public side, which is diff because they're usually especially in a city like Chicago, they're like big, massive projects with like five billion, like the one I was on was a $5 billion airport project. And so there's just like a lot of money. It's you're doing it for 10 years kind of deal. Mm -hmm. And which is cool. That, it's like a big project to be a part of, but so Was that project through, so I'm, I'm curious to compare it to like the LaGuardia JFK projects that I was Similar. on. Those were though, through Delta Airlines, so so Dom, like that was a private project on a public property. Like the Port yeah. of Authority owns that property, right? So mm -hmm. was that the how airport, were you working with air? The airport ones are tricky because they are public projects that are predominantly private funded. Like right. United and American are fitting the bill for a lot of the O'Hare expansion, just because they own the property, right? So, or they, they, they're hub there. They do a lot of work there. They like want it to be of their quality. So they're willing to pay a decent amount of it in order to get, and other airlines too, but those are the two of part of that project. Mm -hmm. But something like a highway would be entirely public funded pretty much right. or city funded, like depending on federal. Do you feel like you prefer to work in the private sector more? I think it fits me way better. Like I was on O'Hare for a while. I learned the whole thing. I kind of fit it. And then it's just like, all right, I'm doing the same project for the next 20 years of my life kind of deal. It's just like you're moving on to the next one. The private one's like a little more fast paced. You're like betting on yourself. You're, you're more responsible, so to speak. And it's just, it's more fun. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, what made you go into engineering? You know, I know you've always been like a really good math guy, but you know, I don't remember you uh, particularly playing with Legos a lot as a kid. So what made you choose this path? No, it's uh, a good question. I sometimes try and figure that out myself, but it stems a little bit from doing math. It stems a little bit from like the timing of when we were going to college and stuff like, mm-hmm during we were looking at colleges during like post-recession right so i was like very independent through high school like working a lot 
and like kind of wanted a job that was like pretty consistent and that you could kind of do anywhere. And that's kind of what led me to it. I knew too, that I didn't want to be in New York or at least Long Island. And so I wanted a job that was like a little more versatile, so to speak. And like engineering, you can kind of do anywhere. That's kind of the short of it. And then I started school, liked it a lot, stayed with it. And, you know, when you're going through school, how many years do you have, like, before you kind of choose a a path you want to take? Yeah, I went to Marquette, which is Jesuit school. So if anyone's not familiar with that, it's not like you're thrown right into your classes right away. There's, like, pillars and stuff. So you have to take, like, a little bit of every discipline, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So there's like a little more time than you would normally have somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, there's like so many extra class requirements associated with engineering that you have to take like as prerequisites. They call them leader classes, you know, like physics, chemistry, like higher level differential equations that just like, if you can't do that, you can't be an engineer or any type of high level science person. Um, yeah, the, the weed out courses. Yeah, right. You probably know that with getting a medical degree. Like, there's if you can't do this, you're you can't you're not ready for the next phase. But exactly. So I think by like take the heat. (laughs) But I I I think by like sophomore year you have to decide. I was Mm -hmm. at one point like contemplating switching to towards a business degree, but just never felt like it would have been right for me. That was like part of the reason why I did Marquette too is on top of like, it was the cheapest, but best school I could go to while leaving New York kind of deal. But they had like a decent business program. So it was kind of, it would have been like the whole time. Yeah. Well, the first like semester I was, and then I was like, no, I'm I'm sticking to it. I like this. This is, this seems right for me. Civil was the one I landed on. Justin, I think you're muted. Justin, you are muted. Thanks for the call. Can we get a little clown music going real quick? Tough. Pat. No, it wasn't what I was looking for. How how big is Marquette? Uh, It's like 8,000 undergrad, 13-ish total. It's a good size school. What, um, I'm curious, like, if you had a similar experience where so my two, the two majors I based my undergrad was architectural engineering, and construction finance. But when we spoke to professors or really when we spoke to anyone, the only route that people gave us was either architect or general contracting. Like there was nothing else. And I'm, I'm curious about what you learned in school from the different routes you can go with your undergrad degree versus now that you're in the field and like, what are the different options that you see people with a similar background kind of getting into? Good question. I think you kind of have the right of it. They, I think most institutions throughout the country, at least from like the engineering side are, are steering you in like the one of two baskets of just like, on the civil side, it's like, you're going construction, you're going design, right? Like that's kind of what I said at the get-go. and when you get into it, you realize there's like a lot more to it than just one or the other, right? There's some overlap 
that you could land on. Like design build is kind of a huge thing right now too, knowing how to do both. And then like even just each of the side that you pick, there's like so much more to it, right? Because I'm on the design side, which is consulting. So it's a lot more like even both sides really like you need business acumen in order to like be able to perform your job adequately. And nobody really ever tells you that kind of a deal. They just kind of get you technically ready, steer you like, here's a good place for you to start. If that's not for you, you switch over and it's just kind of one or the other. You just, it would suck. I know this has happened to people too. If you like get tossed in a basket just from like not knowing, and then you have to switch later just from, cause, cause it's one of those things too. You don't really know which basket you want to be in until you've experienced it just right. kind of with any job. I don't know if that fully answers the question, but yeah, no, it's, it's interesting. I had a, I had, I did an internship for an architectural firm and it was a design firm, landscape design. And I just, I absolutely hated it. I was like, this was mm-hmm. terrible. Like three, four weeks, it was miserable. Then I did another one with the general contractor. It's like a little bit better. And you like, you kind of just start finding your way through trial and error. And Dom and I've talked about this a lot too. Like it's hard to ask an 18 year old what they want to do for the rest of their life. This is basically what college is, right? Like yeah. don't declare a major at 18. And, and then when you switch, it costs more money or there's confusion or you need to go make up classes or what. So it's challenging. Like where, uh, you even like kind of hinted at it. You're like, I, I did something similar at one point, yet my career is completely pivoted to a different place. Um, yeah. and I think a lot of like our generation is going to be doing that is taking their undergrad and then, maybe using the master's program as a go you know, for me. And I'm sure for you too, Pat, you can go and get right an MBA, which I did and like that helped pivot my career to a different way. So they use graduate school as a way to get out of what you've been doing. Um, yeah. if, if that's an opportunity. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's different out there. Yeah. My graduate school was more to like double down on the thing. Kind of like what I poked at, I, there's more business in engineering than I realized. So I kind of was like, okay, I need to study up and like actually understand what's going on here. But I think too, especially in the engineering world, it's like a lot more hierarchical, if that's a word, than people realize. Like it's a lot of like waiting your turn, next guy up. There's not like you're a really good hot shot engineer that doesn't really I mean, it exists, but not to the scale that it could in like a finance world kind of deal, right? You're not like making your own, unless you went and started your own company sort of deal, but there's no like, yeah, you're game changing. It's kind of like an experience based industry, which can be tough for people. Yeah. That that can be frustrating for people who like really want to just climb up the ladder, you know, based off of merit and it's more of a time based, you know, gotta pay your dues mentality. To mm-hmm. it. Right. Hey Pat, I, I got one more question on just engineering. What like what type of person is it like to Dom's point, is it mathematically oriented? Is it I guess if you could say to a high school kid, you should go to engineering mm-hmm. because of X, Y, and Z, you know, what would be those traits? Um Good question. I think there's an opportunity if you're good at math and you're mildly social, there's like really good opportunity for you to like make a good name for yourself in the engineering world. 
right? Like, hmm. if you can, like, if you're detail-oriented, I think, especially, that's something I kind of struggle with. I wasn't originally, and I kind of learned how to be. Like, from a... So, obviously, engineering is a is little less big, big picture than, like, say, architectural would be. There's some details involved, but not to the scale of, like, if I miss something and then it gets through, like, we're liable for it. So, like, you really can't. You have to be yeah. thorough from, like, A to Z. And so I think if, yeah, I think it would, if you have social skills and you're good at math and you like seeing things from start to finish, engineering is pretty good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Social skills. The, the importance of schmoozing. If you're a good schmoozer, you can make it pretty far in the world. Yeah. I've seen some people that don't need to be named, but in my world that are like, how is this guy there? It's like, he's clearly not that great of an engineer, but he's like really good at name them. Other engineers. It's like, this is impressive. All right, Justin, you want to transition? So, you know, Pat, you got married, what, last year? I got married September. I can't believe you don't remember this, Dom. September. You better watch out. Your wife's in the room. You remember? September 2022. September 2022. What? Yes. September what? 15th. I thought it was the 17th. It's the 17th. March, <laughs> confirm. Yeah, it like definitely looked over. It's the 17th. Okay, the 17th. And it was in Milwaukee. It was great. I had a fantastic time. You had, I still talk about the bougie mac and cheese that you guys put out. I thought that was fucking brilliant brilliant bro yeah that was like the one thing i kind of pushed for on the dinner plate yeah it was i mean it was like, justin their dinner plate was amazing it was like mac and cheese like a crab cake and then was it like a piece of steak yeah there was crab cake everyone got the same thing it was a crab cake piece of steak like some asparagus i want to say yeah. and then it was like a filet cheese. mignon too yeah it was In like fucking a little, um, and like a little ramekin, you know, it was like a baked mac and cheese. It was like, I was like, I need mac and cheese. I know it's tacky-ish in theory, but like, did it tastefully? It was, sure. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Was... Everyone got the same thing. It's a bold move at a wedding. It's, you'll see it. It's a lot easier than dealing or paying yeah. for options. Well, I think you, you probably like asked, you know, if you're vegetarian, let us know ahead of time. Yeah, we had a vegetarian option as well. So, yeah, more mac and that cheese. Was... Right. <laughs> this is all mac and cheese. This is a <laughs> huge bowl of mac and cheese. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they option. wouldn't be upset with that. No, it's like a wedding too. So, like, you know, you don't like crab cake. The person to your left doesn't like steak. Your few yeah. drinks in. Let's just swap it. You know. I know. I think me and Rooney were like crushing the crab cakes because like people were like, "Oh, I don't like crab," and I was like, "You're fucking dumb. get out, <laughs> uncultured swine." It, exactly. We were gonna exactly. do like a steak and a chicken. We we're like, "That's dumb. Let's just throw a crab cake on there." Yeah, the chicken's so. never that good anyway. Yeah. It's just for the people who are like, "Uh, I don't eat red meat." I don't know. Pat, how, many, uh, how many people did you have at your wedding? Final count was two hundred and thirteen. Oh, 200 plus. Welcome to my so, big Irish family, Justin. Yeah. 
I, I want like seven people, if that. Uh, it's Lindsay who's driving the bus on that. Like, seven. I really don't seven? want to. I, I, well, I don't want a, real a big number? wedding. I just don't <laughs> want a big wedding. She's got over, at least over 100 people on her side. We're doing 150. So, I just like, I have no problem saying, I haven't seen you since COVID. You're not coming to a wedding. Like, no problem. And then, like, you know, the yep. extended family who I just haven't seen in a while. I'm like, yeah, this isn't the reason we're all going to see each other. I'm not paying for you to come say hello. So, Wait, are we going to be outnumbered two, two to one? Uh, probably, I guess. Where am I sitting, Justin? Did you get to save the day, Tyler? I did. It's on my fridge right now. Nice. Magnets. We splurged on the magnets. Yeah. Those are expensive. Does it say life lanes on it? <laughs> it's in uh, Invisible Ink. That would per- be the perfect opportunity to promote that. that would be <laughs> yeah, that would go over well with Lindsay. <laughs> The wedding website just goes to your guys' website instead. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a tiny the, the knot. That, you know the knot, yeah. right? The knot slash lifelines. Or like the yeah. registry is just the merchandise gift shop. <laughs> She's going to love this conversation, yeah. Yeah. Wedding planning uh, It's fun, man. It's, it's, it's been a challenge, like as a couple, right? What you prioritize, what you value, especially when you pay for your own wedding. Mm-hmm. Um. But we just like I every guy I talk to who's been married, it's like you just want the day to be over just so you can go and then enjoy like your life. Yeah, I think you'll realize after the fact how like I don't want to say unimportant. That's the wrong word. <laughs> Obviously, very important, but like it's just safe in space. the grand scheme of things, it's kind of just like another yeah, step party. on the ladder. It feels like the biggest hurdle because you put so much into it so much thought into it and like it's the topic of your life right like everyone you know is like that's the only thing people ask you about they think they're being nice but it's just like the only thing people bring up and yeah it's just kind of to be done Lindsay's uh best friend was over today and and she's getting married four months after us so they're talking about the bachelorettes and the bridal showers and the and the bridesmaids dresses. I'm like, holy crap! Like, there's just so much. And then, like, that's not even including the day of detail. Like, there's all this other detail that's going to go into it. And uh, yeah. you know, it's and we've been going to a lot of weddings. I think we went to four or five this year. We've got a couple more left. And uh, we had we had eleven last year. Oh, wild! Jeez. And like, so we had a couple that were same days. To- we got to skip. Yeah. My life's like going to weddings or bachelor parties and raising a baby. You, got, you know, you've been out now. You have a kid. You've been like, oh, I can't. Yeah. But then you build like a little bit of a reputation as a flake. You know, you don't, you don't want that. <laughs> Pat, I thought one of the funniest things was when your dad was walking down the aisle and he just goes, let's go Mets. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most McGovern yeah, thing. We, uh, Okay. Yeah, we went to a wedding maybe last year, 18 months ago, probably now, and they played the Enwin Diaz trumpet song. Like the DJ played it, and like all the Met fans just went hard after it. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun. like the walk in. I've seen that where people like introducing the couple and they're That's at trumpets cool. going. This was just, we were hammered. It was 1130, and they brought it out, and we all just like went up in the front like idiots and just trumpeted it out. So. Was that before or after sure he tore his ACL? That was before. That's when he was still Edwin Diaz. Yeah. 
He's still Edwin Diaz. I, I got faith there. Whole, whole team's a mess. You know, Justin yeah. Pat also got his groomsmen these suspenders with like their favorite MLB teams on it. I thought oh, that's that a cool pretty, idea. Pretty sweet too. Yeah, Josh dropping suspenders a are there. like a nice little dance prop on the dance floor. You know, you get to like. I oh, recommend. Dude, I'm all about the suspenders. Yeah. 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 Dave's wedding. <laughs> I was. Dom's trying to convince me just to have a tux for suspenders. He's like, you got to do it. Yeah. I think you could go suspenders Super. without a tux, just like no belt. You no. can. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you yeah. totally can. But I, I like the tux look, especially for the grooms, you know, the groomsmen and the, and the the hubby. I think it's a good look. It's classy. Yeah, it was nice too. We were the only ones in tuxes. Like you kind of stood out from yeah. the yeah. rest of the like, pack. Wow, you're important. Yeah, you're wearing a yeah. tux. <laughs> right, what, Pat. What'd you do for your bachelor party? We went to Nashville, Tennessee. Nice. Yeah, bunch of woo girls. It was fun. We were, we went for a NASCAR race. Oh, that's cool. happened to like, and yeah, it was you. You had a fun squad go right, Pat. Yeah, there was like twenty ish of us. Jesus, I think we're invited you know, ten, people, if that. I mean, when when you're on like that, when you're in your twenties, it's different than if I was getting married like four years from now, right? And so you're like, like there's, there's, yeah, there's more people who yeah. I know still see more often. Than I would if I did later in life. So it's fun. I saw Jay well, Cutler there. That was cool. Well, Justin, you know, hopefully you have some food that I get to brag about to people like I do with Pat's uh, ramekin mac and cheese. Well, we'll see, Dom, if you can come home for the taste test, then we'll bring you. I'd fucking love that. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> bring your best man, your bro- and your uh, maid of honor to the to the uh, taste testing. I'll give him the honest review. I'd be like, listen. Yeah, I'd be like, this food fucking sucks. <laughs> Bring it back. We, we've had a wedding there. We went to a wedding there once. And the food was really good. We actually, I'd be surprised how much I enjoyed it. Um, because it's like a smaller, well, it's a venue like no one really goes to, right? It's, it's all the way out of East. But mm-hmm. um, no, I'm excited for it. They gave you guys like a wine tasting cool. too. That was That was kind of the fun part. You know, you got to taste all the beer, wine, anything that was like getting served at your wedding was part of a tasting. Kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> kind of fun. Free food and alcohol. Sign me up. I always get so sauced at weddings just because, you know, you're, it, it's usually open bar and you're just drinking real early. And, you know, Pat, we talked about this. It's the wine at the table that just murders you. Thank you every and... time. Yeah, and you're not drinking any water, you know. Yeah, you're yeah. having some food, which is good, but yeah, uh, you know, the last few weddings, and I think I've a lot of times slowed down at some point. A lot of times too, you're seeing all these people that like you haven't seen in a while, or you're like you don't know anyone there, and it's like, well, I might as well have the free drinks. It's like one or the other. It's like the hype, <laughs> the need to drink is like pretty high in the scenario in most situations. I like it. I think Justin. I think you're gonna have a, a good wedding. Um, who's like a curveball that I'd be like, "Oh, I didn't know they were coming." Nah, I mean, just, just straight yeah. heater. I mean, like you know everyone. Who would be everyone. on the fringe? Mm-hmm. Like, is uh, what? what about Augie for Cano? Is he gonna invite Augie for Cano? You, did I tell you I saw Ugilowich, uh Riva at pickleball? You get it, which I barely even know of. Did I tell you about this? <laughs> no. 
couple weekends ago, I see this little woman walking around the facility. I'm like, for some reason, I think that's that's her. And then the following week, dad's running a little late for pickleball. He's up in the corner talking to some woman. Like, who, what woman could dad possibly be talking to? And it was uh, Mrs. Yugilowicz who comes down. And the first thing she says is, are you married yet? Do you have kids yet? I'm like, Lindsay's right here, like, next to me. <laughs> I'm like, we're working on it. That's an, an odd opener to start with. She came in with the heat, man. I respect it. You know, she's a no-bullshit type of lady. What's the like date, Justin? I might have to wedding crash. September 7th. Come on down. Is that Labor Day? Uh, the weekend after. Weekend after. Yeah, yeah. I think I have a wedding the next weekend. Maybe I'll crash. Joyzy. Joyzy. We're from Joyzy. Uh, one of your cousin. fucking cousins. One, one of the Hanleys. <laughs> Their cousin. Yeah, that's cousins. accurate. <laughs> what are you drinking now, Pat? That looked pretty tasty. Yeah, my, my wife just brought me another one from the uh, advent calendar. It is a Husarenken trunk. Who's that in trunk? Obviously. Pat, I always laugh cool when you go. You can't see it. It looks pretty legit. I didn't realize that they were like big beers like that. And they're pints. It's like a, it's like a beer bear. On um, the back of all of them, it says like, yeah. But B-I-E-R, so. Yeah. Yeah. Unbex. Unbex? Pat, um, you know, sometimes we ask people, like, if they have any side projects that they're working on right now. Um, you have a new child. So do you have any side projects outside of uh, rearing the future? No, sadly. Uh, I mean, yes and no. Side projects are basically raising the baby. We And, like, I put up some blinds in my bathroom today. By myself. That's good. Does that count as a project? I mean, I mean, yeah, I know. I, would... I was just thinking of like when Joe was on here talking about like, thank you, Tyler. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Dean. Um, I'm not like trying to figure out the stock market on my own. I have a financial advisor who I pay to do that for me. So it's it's smart to outsource. And there's just kind of like a lot going on for me to. Like when I do get like that free time, I just kind of want to watch football or Marquette basketball or something that Morgan Freeman's narrating on Netflix. You know, what's what's he got going on? Did he do Cosmos? No, he did, did like he do this. like a space one. Yeah, I'm, that's what I'm watching next, dude. I watched the he did one on like the history of the Earth from like the history of evolution, basically. Pretty cool. Oh, that's he has a universe good. one. I'm gonna watch that next. Have you seen Have you seen the Neil deGrasse Tyson Cosmos? Yeah, I mean, who has? That's that's like staple that's of of I'm sick from school. It's on TV. That Price is Right was like what was on. Great. I used to like Whose Line Is It Anyway. That was pretty good. Um. Well, great. You know, Pat, do you want to close on anything? I was gonna bring up uh, this game that I played last night. Okay. Do you want anything? Okay, so the game is called Truth or Drink, and you know it's it's kind of a stupid game to be honest. It's like a Cards Against Humanity ish type of game, which I'm not the biggest fan of. But 
this one did have some funny prompts. Really, the premise of the game is that there's this big deck of questions. Um, you pick a card and you ask like a person. Usually, it's like you're right, or you know, you can choose that question. Most of them are like sexual, or like you know, there's some like good prompts, but uh, a couple ones were interesting that I wanted to spitball with with some of my my content creators. Um, the first one was uh, if we were to start a business, what would that business be? Justin, you go first. Me and you. Is it not this podcast? No, not other than this podcast. Well, no, we've talked about you starting your own practice and me kind of managing the financial side of things. I was go go for something more creative. Oh. Anything. Mm, a craft cocktail sort of thing. Like maybe we make mixers and have at home classes and something mm-hmm. fun like that. You can like build on like I don't know, this cocktail's good for immune because it has turmeric in it or something like that. That'd be good, you know, like healing cocktails. I think yeah, if you can involve booze with anything, soul. people will buy it. Yeah. Pat, you have any like good business ideas? Doesn't have to be me and you, but like you yeah. know, something no, you're talking you about free fight like something we have we made our pitch on shark tank we got the backing financially like we can yes. just kind of yeah, exactly free right we've talked about this before i don't know if dean remembers this or not but pbt's if you recall or maybe it was pete we changed it to pb j and t's something like that but it was just everyone brings like their ideal restaurant food or like bar scenario and it's just like four in one so it's not quite a food court but kind of a food court but also a bar and it's like got pizza (laughs) and sandwiches and it's just like everyone kind of doing at the same time little food court that sounds great i i mean realistically though i hope i would have fun making board games would be like my ideal job like creating board games from scratch we'd be a good one that would be a good, good job. Have you ever watched How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. Uh, Lily's dad is like a the board game creator, and he creates like the stupidest games. Like, last one to get murdered on the subway. Something stupid. It doesn't take much. I was playing Hughes and Cues. Have you guys heard of that game? It's You, would like, you can play with up to 10 people. It's just I'm like the, the 25, 254 colors on like on a computer screen right like those hues and everyone has like a little token oh. and there's one person one person has it and they give you like a hint like like banana pancakes or something and you have to like guess which color they're talking about it's mm. like fire truck yeah you know? i saw really like cool. an argument break out over what purple was barney they were like barney and they were like all fighting over which exact purple yeah that's it was a fun game it was good for like a big group setting Tough if you're colorblind. I would I would not be very good at that game. Yeah, tough but tough for colorblind. I had a great invention when I was younger. I thought of like a snow snowmobile, not a snowmobile. What are they like a snow thrower, snow plow? That melted snow as I know what you're talking yes. about. Yes, yes, they have that in snow. Canada. It melts snow, and then you can shoot hot water to melt other snow. Yeah. Basically, takes the snow, melts it, and then he's saying, like, a fire hose shoots hot water to melt more snow. 
So, so I told someone that, and they were like, "But then you'd get ice everywhere." And I was like, "That's a good point." So you have to you have to leave a trail of salt as you're going with it. Yeah, it's a tough market. Because really, I don't know. Well, you know, with climate change, you know, we're, we're not even getting yeah, it's going snow the other anymore. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember, my dad kept saying, my dad kept saying that last year. He's just like, I didn't realize how many businesses are going. Going under because they sell like snow shovels and stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a good, good point, Dad." Yeah, there's a lot of like construction workers who work seasonally and do snow removal in the winter, and like just like out of work all winter long. It's tough. What are you gonna do? You know, adapt, I guess. Anybody have any hot takes? No. Anything. I, I asked somebody that last night, and he was like, what's a hot take? I was like, you kidding me? Then I had yeah. a tough time defining what a hot take was. Jim Leland just got elected to the Hall of Fame. I saw that. I think, I think Florida State versus Georgia is going to be the best, is like the true champion. I think that's a hot take. Florida State's going to lose by 30. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We'll yeah. talk, I, don't watch any, I don't watch college football at all, so I'm just just spitting hot takes. I, uh, Alabama should not be in, but I'm very happy they are. When are the uh, when I think are the playoffs? They should. Florida State's undefeated, Dom. Yeah, but they don't play anybody good. That's not their fault. And Dude, Alabama beat just beat. Okay, LSU was like you know the a fringe is, top ten team. The whole Florida time. State has a third string quarterback. Like whoever they play would get. Yeah, but wrecked. Alabama just beat the number one. So yeah. what I heard is they, ca- yeah. they really count if you win your conference championship, okay? So, you know, SEC champions. Um, head-to-heads, they really count, you know, which 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 is why Texas is in, because they yeah. beat Alabama. And then... But Alabama's also. 12, too. Yeah. Alabama just won the SEC, yeah. But, Dom, yeah. you see, uh, Oregon was favored by eight and a half against Washington. Yeah, that was a dumb line, though. I, I was like... What the hell is that? I took Washington money line. <laughs> it was Dude, just the easy bet. Huskies are the biggest dirtbags. That's such a dirtbag school, University of Washington. Well, that's a hot yeah. take. There you go. No, it's not. That's I'm a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> On the West Coast, they're like the fucking dicks of like the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Jake Locker. Yeah. Randy Wilder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you know, Pat, thanks for coming on the podcast. You're our first father that we've had on. Um, it was, it was good to get to chat what it's like to be a new dad. You know, we're going to have our dad on the podcast pretty soon. So I'm going to be excited for that. I don't know if my dad's ever spoke with a microphone in front of his (laughs) mouth. (laughs) So we'll see how he goes with that. Um, Babies, babies are fun. Recommend. You guys should get you one. Recommend. One of Working my friends on, yeah. told me she's pregnant last night. I was like, oh, I was like, is this good or bad? She's like, oh, it's good. I was like, all right, <laughs> congratulations then. <laughs> That's a tricky slope, like telling people when you can get pregnant. Maggie was pregnant at Dave's wedding, and none of you guys figured that out. I was like, um, until I told so, you. I'm so after. oblivious. Because yeah. <laughs> I go to, I, you know, I hang out with this girl a bunch, and they're like, oh, haven't you noticed that she's not drinking? And I was like, I guess I don't notice these things. I don't know, because if you're not drinking, I don't just assume yeah. that you're pregnant. I just assume maybe you don't want an alcoholic drink well, right now. <laughs> well, Marge is, Marge is walking around. Wasn't Marge walking around with a drink at Dave's wedding? 
Yeah, well, we had another wedding to practice, but it's good though, Dom. You're not like judging people. Like you're you're just living in your own lane. You're not like evaluating how others are interacting. You know, I think that's a healthier way. No, to be. I think so too. You know, I get I get surprised a lot more, which is fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this has been fun, Pat. We're gonna have you on again uh, in the future. I would love to do a, a live recording of it. So. Maybe if we're yeah. in New York, you can come by the studio. We got a nice little setup at my my dad's house. I like it. I might I might have to be on Dean's Skippers View podcast first. I got some really hot baseball takes to to, I'm, to let I'm, go. I'm 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 ready whenever you are. I'm just waiting for you to say go. I know. I've been trying to write that article that I promised you for a while, but life got in the way. Said baby, just use ChatGPT. I could. I haven't used ChatGPT no. yet. But like, oh, you haven't dude, used ChatGPT. You haven't lived, dude. It's it the makes best. me a boomer, you know. <laughs> it's the best. You could just ask what? it to do anything. I'm just scared. I don't know. I'm scared of <laughs> the matrix. We, prim- <laughs> we, primar- we primarily use it for like images and ideas. So, like, I, the use, name it, of the I pod- use it for blog posts. Yeah, you do your little doctoral blog posts, yeah. But we do like the like life the name Lifelane's the Brotherly Guide came from ChatGPT. Do you think they could write your that. your fantasy football power rankings for you? <laughs> no. <laughs> nice. Tyler, yeah, you used to come up with like fucking newspaper of fantasy rankings. <laughs> I I can either put that time towards the skipper's view or put that time towards the fantasy football rankings. It's that's very true. I don't make money. I think on it's the, good, uh, the year that Brett Good is the year you took off. So it's like, yeah, I'll come back next year. Yeah, I'm still trying to, year. you know, we're we're gonna ask Brett to be on the podcast over Christmas. It's gonna be a surprise. Do you think he's gonna be well taken with it, or I think he's gonna over prepare and it's gonna come off prepared. No offense, Brett. I love you. I'm just gonna get him super high. Sorry, no, no pot, no pot. Never even no heard pot, of no it. No pot. Yeah, this is a pot-free community. Just alcohol. Get him talking just pretty bad. He'll get going on that. <laughs> Maybe we'll just like film him. We'll just like film it, but like not. Yeah, tell just, him don't, him, just don't even tell him. He won't. He won't do it if you tell him, Dom. But if you don't tell him, and we just set up the camera and like start talking, then he'll. I'll we'll just be like asking him questions, <laughs> just go off the rails. So that'd be that'd be a very entertaining one. You should film trying to get him to play a game of Monopoly with us, and him making up why he doesn't want to play a game with us. Like, I don't like playing games. Last night you in Milwaukee for Christmas. I am in Milwaukee for Christmas. Yeah, I don't think I'll be home. Until St. Patrick's Day weekend, got a wedding. Tournament. No, I'm not going for St. There's a wedding Saturday, and then are you going to Aaron's wedding? Yeah, and then the Big East tournament. Hopefully, see Marquette win it before that. You you that? Vermont, Vermont was on like ESPN today. That was a wild play. Yeah, the four yeah, point play. Yeah. yeah. 
Dude, that guy is fucking nice. Like, I went to a game like two weeks ago, and he was six of seven from three. I was like, who's this guy? He's was he on the team last a, year? No, I think he's a transfer, and he's a lefty too, so it just looks oh, swaggy. Lefty. Yeah, Marquez lefties do look swaggy. Lefties. It's Damn, nice. that's a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> now it's going to that's all. It does. Too it fuck me up. Coach Justin, you remember that, right? When I was I was the only lefty on the team, you know, I, was, I got a couple layups easy in our CYO You got a bounce pass. You always got a bounce pass. It's such like a bad news Bears team without like the really good player that comes on eventually. <laughs> Have you guys gotten over that yet, that Justin coached our CYO basketball team when we were – we were seniors rough. in high school. No, well, the worst we team should, of all time. We should rehash we, that one of these we days. We won a game. <laughs> we, we for, it was by forfeit. Yeah, but it was still a win. Damn. We had one game where we were like tied at halftime. <laughs> There's, I mean, then, I unless I have then, revisionist I history, I recall us having a great starting five. I recall when certain people we're an hour into this podcast, so I don't think he'll get this far. Certain people like Joe coming into the game and throwing <laughs> up threes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did have a good when, when, we did have a good when me, you, Dom, Brett, and hey. Eddie were on the court. No, that was Brett, like Brett wasn't on the team. It wasn't Brett. Oh, was Garaputa or Mars? No, it was the three it was the three of us, Eddie and um I think Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. No, it I wasn't it was Andrew. Garaputa. It might have been. It was him or Mars. It was Andrew or Brian, yeah. I think I it think was, it was, I think it was I remember Andrew was on the team. We we really tried to recruit Daniel O'Connell hard. <laughs> Pretty gross for had, too. He would have been a great asset later in life. If, if we had Danny and John McCormick was good, we were, we almost had John McCormick. You know, we 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 could have been a contender. Right. Yeah, like all five of us would have been better off the bench. You know, like yeah, we're like sure. second unit guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be the one jacking up twenty threes. <laughs> Wasn't there a practice too, Justin? That you remember that like they wouldn't let us in because they're like, "Where's your coach?" I'm like, "He's our coach," and you were. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got like kicked. We got like kicked out. We'd go to yeah. Center Street. I yeah, I remember, it just, and we locked <laughs> the keys in the actor. I think if we had a better coach, we might have had a win. Sounds about right. If we had like Rodino, yeah. maybe. <laughs> well, Justin was trying to like do rotations. And he would just take just people out at the wrong time. Man. Practice, though, so I think that kind of shot yeah. our chances of getting better in the foot. I think if we tried it again, we'd be better. You know, there's a lot of YouTube videos <laughs> at out At 30 right years now. old, we'd make it work. That, that was a lot of fun, though. Really but... Jump like I used to. I'm going to start but... to play in a pickup league. Pretty excited. I lost my flag football semifinals today. Pretty upset about it. Let's hear some sound effects for that quarterback. one. Yeah, my quarterback sucks. He can't. Th- he couldn't throw the ball more than like ten feet today. Stannis Baratheon. It was, it was like a drizzle. It started raining pretty hard in the second half, but his hands are like, who has really small hands, like Hobbit hands. You like can't grip a ball. <laughs> Hobbit hands. That's fine. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But all right, Dom. I think that's good. All right. Thanks, Pat. Bye, Pat. Been a pleasure. Talk again yeah. soon. Yeah. Happy Good luck with everything. Where's Pepper? Show show us a little Pepper. Yeah, once everybody grab that bit. <laughs> Wait, Justin, do you remember the show Pepper Ann? Do you remember that show? Pepper Ann, yeah. Pepper Ann, and she's again. There's a Pepper. Aw. <laughs> yeah, Pepper's pepper? pretty cute. Hey, Pepper. 
Beep beep. Wow, tiny dog. Yeah, so she's tiny. like nine pounds on a good day. Ten pounds. Good looking nice dog. Nice city though. dog. I feel bad having like a big dog in the city. We'll get a big dog eventually, but is she like is she not cool with shitting on concrete or is she just poop anywhere? Uh she'll she's done it, but she's she like prefers grass. <laughs> she likes to like everything, yeah. Is she still sleeping in the bed, Pat? Oh yeah. She doesn't take up much space though, so it's gonna be a crowded <laughs> bed soon. Yeah. <laughs> well when Kieran comes crawling in there in a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. A few months. He's he's barely rolling over these days, so yeah, what, yeah absolute last thing. Is it true he's in the ninety ninth percentile for head size or is that made up? Ninety nine and a half, my guy. Don't short him. <laughs> oh my gosh. My guy. <laughs> Big brain. My guy. Yeah, that's seven and five eighths right here. I, that's where it came from. I've got the scars Yeah. Maggie can testify that was a uh Large head. <laughs> would, would Marge want to be on the podcast? Marge, you want to be on the podcast? Not tonight. Yeah, not tonight, but in the future. Sure. Sure. Definitely. We need we need more diversity. We need more women. Uh, we might want to add a woman to our uh, our media conglomerate. A lot of white males coming through here, Tom. It's not our demographic either, but you know, Christina was tan. We have a very Irish guest coming on soon. She's super white. More white Irish than I. It's tough to beat. She's pretty. Yeah, she's got orange hair. What's her last name? Uh, Warren. That's not that Irish. It's pretty Irish, Warren. It's Irish, but we McGovern. got a McGovern, got a yeah, McGovern a on name. now. Yeah. A Mick or an O. Any one of those. Or an O. I, I, what, what, what would a woman bring to the table, Dom? <laughs> I'll let you... Don't, don't, uh, don't cut this. Don't cut this. I just think it would be good to get... I mean, for like what we're... <laughs> it'd be good to get a little bit more diversity in this group. I meant for like what we're doing. Like, would they do their own thing? Or yeah, I, they would I have to do it. their own thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. Okay, I was like, I just don't know how they would fit into the things that we're doing right now. All right. Yeah, they're not going to be. We're closing the out. Now, but... I have to be up at five a.m. for a flight. Oh, okay. I bring up woman. Where's Justin. Justin. Right, Orlando. Justin's typical. I didn't realize. Yeah, it's me. Uh, it's me. I didn't realize yeah, certain but... things about him, but. All right, Pat, why don't you log off and then we can do our intro. I'm just going to wait right here, actually. Not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Good Bye, Pat. Happy holidays. See you guys.